do we need it or no? It's good. No, uh, I think it's good. Uh, can you do me a favor, though? Can okay. you, um, you're off center just a little bit. Let me think. Move to your right, maybe? I know, because my, um, my Zoom is always, like, let's see. I don't want to get that mirror that's back there. Is that better? Yeah, that's better. Okay. Yeah, I don't know why we have a delay. What is that? Can you do a count? It could, it could be my, um, I don't know. It could be my laptop. I mean, my iPad. You're making, you're making, you're, you got me too yellow, mama. Like a banana peel. Now I'm too bright. I, that right there, right there. Yeah. Oh, that's that's right perfect. <laughs> you What's warm now. Girl? You warm. Huh? No, nothing. Just, you know, the business. The business, the business, the business that we are in. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> With men, the male-dominated. <laughs> come on, Truth. You got some tea? <laughs> Look, come on, Truth. You got to step on that one. Listen, you know what's so funny? First of all, uh, Monica, it's so funny that I am actually talking to you because you and I are more social media friends first because that's how I met you. Come to find out we're sorority sisters. Then on top of that, I was like, yo, this chick understands what I go through on a daily basis. Every day. Oh, Every my goodness. Single day. <laughs> You know what? So first of all, let me let me say one of the reasons why, and I, I try to tell everybody that I sit down with the the why of this, right? Like we already know it's International Women's Month. We get that. And it's all about celebrating women's contribution to history, to life, to all things wonderful. Um, right. But I I had this deep urge to just kind of bring it down a little bit on a level where it's more personal. And I wanted to take right. the opportunity to give flowers to, to say what I appreciate about you as a woman, whether I know you personally or social media adjacent, adjacent or uh, even work adjacent, right? Because I feel like you know, when we're talking about all of the greats, sometimes we forget that giants walk among us. That's true. You know, and I, I don't think uh, that we, I don't think that we give each other enough credit. And I, I know I'm not even gonna put you on the spot, but I feel like, especially, I'm not gonna say just our industry because I understand that it is bigger than radio and TV. It's just entertainment in general. But I really feel like, it's hard for us as women. I mean, you know, you executive producing Steve Harvey. I can already tell you, right? Because I know uh, what that comes with. Uh, but, you know, and then me, you know, alongside another king of comedy. And I think a lot of people don't understand uh, the weight of that. Do you ever feel the weight of that at times? I definitely feel the weight of it, especially when you move around with him and you're in his presence and everyone's they're always at him. He's always on. Like he doesn't get a chance to just chill and not be on. And I couldn't imagine that lifestyle. You know, I like, I want to earn my coin and like be behind the scenes. I love being behind the scenes. Like you're out in the forefront a lot more. You're actually on air. You're on the mic with the king, but I'm behind the king. So I'm like pushing the king 
and like, hey, King, we got to do this. And I'm getting hit in the face, but I'm not doing that. I'm tired of, you know, doing this and that. I'm tired of being Steve. I'm like, but King, just one more thing. King, come on, please, King, do this, read this. And then he's like, leave me alone. So I'm just like hit in the face with it constantly. Even on the weekends when I'm texting him, he's like, don't you have something to go do? Like, why are you bothering me? So it's Listen. never ending. It's never, never ending. ending. And even though um, I am beside a king of comedy and you're saying you're behind, it's the same responsibility, right? Because they Absolutely. feel like I am the DL Wrangler. If they need something, call Jasmine. You know, uh, Jasmine can get him to do this read because you already know what I see every day. They hate doing live reads. They, well, they like the money. They hate doing promo reads. They like reads. the money. Yeah, yeah. they don't want to do promo uh -huh. reads. They don't want to do anything because, you know, they're kings. And it's really difficult, you know, as a talent sitting next to one. It's like, just like you said, they take up a lot of space in the room. And I tell people mm. all the time, and I'm sure you get it, for a co-host who feels, you know, just as talented, it's hard to, it's not just sitting and, and assisting. It is knowing when to turn up and when to turn down, understanding what the position exactly. calls for, right? And it's know your place without them saying know your place. But you, as a woman following a king, you absolutely have to know your And I have one king and then five others. So, or four others now, let's see, Carla, Shirley, Tommy, and just four others. So these, they're actually double-dutching all day long. You all know, when we're long. doing the show, they're double-dutching. Like, can I get next? Can I get in there? King's like, get out of here. Can I get in there? Can I say, ah. get out of here? And you better go out on that last joke. King better go out on that last joke. Oh so it's like, my gosh. Oh now, it's funny. I know I learned yeah. all of this through trial and error because I come from a radio background. You know, I, I know what it's like to hold my own show. And I had to learn how to adjust and understanding the king get the big piece of chicken. He gets the last piece of chicken. So we got to go out on his joke, not mine. I don't care if you think it's funny. It's his show. And so it's interesting right. me learning that just from years of doing it. And then I found out and didn't know this about you that you didn't even come from a radio background. I didn't even know that. I did not. How I in the world? Not. I have a girl. Let me tell you something. What's you funny is for you to have a BS in psychology and all this other stuff and come from that, it's perfect for you. It's it, This is perfect. Oh, oh, because I work with mental patients that don't know they have a diagnosis. They need to be diagnosed. That That's basically it. So I got my little master's in counseling, Jasmine, and I'm sitting there because when I started working for them, they didn't have anything for me to do. Got laid off from um, rehab work. So I found them, they found me, and they said, hey, come work, but we don't have anything for you to do. Just sit at the front desk. I'm sitting there with a master's degree at the front desk, and I'm like, that's okay. I feel good about this. I'm going to pray about it. So I prayed about it, and I thought I was hazed. Uh, great sorrow. I was hazed for <laughs> 15 years later. Yes, yes. You know, it's the best job I've ever had, the longest job I've ever had. So I'm like, what is wrong with me to, to, to put myself in the line of fire daily, but like, Every day. It's fun. And to wrangle five people every day, it's like, uh, but radio to me is, is, it's just so special. And it, you read so many people and you see your affiliates and you want to, you know, make it all come together for them. And you, and the, the crew loves our affiliates. Like they love what they do. So it's easy. It's, it's more like the family, I call it. Yeah. But we're functional. And, oh, you know yeah. what? And, and on that you note. Have it kind of easy because 
I was about to say, and on that dysfunction note, uh, hold one second, because I'm going to have Lena come in, because we still have a, a big delay, and I want to get all this juiciness. So I may have to have you call oh, okay. right back in, and we can edit it in. I don't know. It might be. Are you on Wi-Fi? Okay. I am. Yeah, that might be. I mean, it's not a problem. I think that might be what it is. So maybe um, if I you could just hang up and my... just dial right back in. Yeah, her her delay is terrible. And even though I know you'd be able to fix it if it was a more of a delay with her mouth and but it's like she yeah. stops and she's yeah. still going and then and it's some good stuff I don't want to miss it. Mm. I wonder why I keep going. Oh, maybe I'm not. I feel like I'm really out of focus for a minute. Why is it off to the side? There we go. Is it still delayed? A little bit, but not oh, too man. much. Okay, there we go. I think it's good. Okay. Yeah. So you were talking about the dysfunction. <laughs> <laughs> it's a family. Yeah, every family is dysfunctional. It's true. It's a hundred percent true. Right. You know yeah. what's funny too, though, is. I feel like, and I've always said this to, to anybody who will listen, I think everything that we go through prepares us for something that we are about to go through. And we may not always mm -hmm. understand it in the moment, but as your grandmama would say, and I know you know this because you're from Mississippi, you'll understand it better yes. by and by, right? So what do you think, um, just in, as a woman, as someone who came into this particular industry, already really more than well-educated in the field and, and knowing who you were, what do you think is the greatest lesson prior to this that you've been able to pull from? The greatest lesson is the sisterhood, the just the pledging, like learning. That, that teaches so much. It builds so much character when you have to be accountable for everyone on your line. So the sisterhood that I got from that, just knowing that what I do impacts others, that's like one of the greatest lessons. Just going to college, even being around different um, cultures. I was I went to predominantly black um, middle school and high school. We called it junior high. And then I went to a good. PWI first. <laughs> right. So I had to be immersed in a PWI. My parents tried to get me to go to Hampton or Jackson State, which was right in my city. But I needed to, the P, PWI immersion, I needed to be around different cultures just to, you know, learn how other people think and, and, and do things. And it was like a culture shock for me. So that created, um, that gave me a lot of basis for working with, you know, the public. And then just the uh, education, like you said, the background, knowing how people can be moody, their coping skills may be gone, and how to just work around a lot of things and deal with a lot of different personalities which I deal with every day. And like I said, it's it's difficult, but it's fun at the same time. It's like the weirdest good mix of fun and dysfunction that you can imagine. You know, I, when people ask me about it, like, yeah, I was going to say when people ask me what it's like, I always, and I know you're going to get this analogy when I tell you. I tell people all the time because they say, what is it like working with DL? And my thing is, it's literally like, a roller coaster at an amusement park, right? 
you're terrified <laughs> as you're in line, but you're in line, right? You don't want to lose your yeah. place either. You'll fight somebody over your place in line. You'll wait for hours right. to ride this ride. You will scream like hell because you don't know what to expect. The ups, the downs, you know, and you're terrified and all you want to do is get off. But then as soon as you get off, mm-hmm. you get right back in line. <laughs> you get right back on. And then, you know, when you're coasting, you're like, oh, we're coasting now. It's fine. But, you know, it's gonna go, you got to go up and then you're going to crash back down. It's, it's never just smooth. And- never. Never, yeah. never, never, never. Thinking about that, it's like my friends, like, why do you put out with that? And then, and I was traveling so much at one point. You all got to travel. And I said, the minute I get off this ride, it's 1,800 other people waiting to get on this ride. They call me stupid for doing it. And why are you doing that? And don't let him talk to you like that. Girl, you would be right here tomorrow. Get, right there tomorrow. It is funny, but tomorrow. you know what? Tell me, tell me about how you handle that, right? Because I'm not going to get into the politics of everything, even though we have an our sister girl conversation. Uh, we know right, the right, unspoken right. spoken, if you know what I mean, right? Because right. I, I get that mm-hmm. all the time too. Why do you just sit there and, you know, everything he says isn't funny and how could you let him talk to you like that? I'm like, well, first of all, I am comfortable with who I am. And if you know me, you know I, I have no shit from nobody. <laughs> That's number one, but I know my position. And I, I I, wonder often, you know, about this sisterhood that we have. Do you ever feel that um, it could be stronger? Is it lacking in some areas? Is it where it needs to be? Like, I think for me, sometimes I feel like I'm on an island all by myself because I'm sure you can attest to that sometimes it can be isolating in what we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think we do need to get together. We need a conference where we move around the, the United States and talk to other women in our situation. Like, just sit down and have, like, little tea parties and, and, and open up and talk to each other because it is isolated. As a producer, being behind the scenes, they are uh, a clique. And to get into that clique or even know what they're thinking and what they're feeling, they're radio people, and they look at me as I'm not because even though I've been there 15 years, Oh, you don't know what you're talking about. This is not what you do. And then we have a pro director who has a degree in mass comm and, you know, has been doing this all her life. This is the only job she's ever had. So why would you trust what my little, you know, a psychology major behind is telling you? So it's, it's, it's very frustrating some days. And like even this week, we did a story that I felt was had timed out. And we did it anyway. And I texted the group while we were doing it saying, I think this is a little old and da, 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 da. And I have to understand that Harvey is old and doesn't, he's always busy. He's always working. He's taping family feud. So he doesn't see things in real time, but it wasn't even a discussion about it. It was just shot down like, oh, we can still do it. And I'm yeah. like, I'm sitting here listening as a listener, but they don't, it's like, okay, I'll just, you know, I'll bow out. So you have to know when it's time to speak up and, you know, when it's not received. You just have to say, okay, well, I'll be back tomorrow with more comments and suggestions. Yeah. And it's frustrating, but I mean, we get through it. Yeah. I mean, Kenny Rogers I mean, said it best. Like you got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away and when to run, baby. It is. It is. And, and you said something that, that I have been thinking for a very long time, and I'm hoping that we will be able to continue this conversation even after this. And that is, I do feel that outside of our sorority, right? We still have another sorority that doesn't really have a name. And it is women doing what we do, knowing, again, like I said, that 
You know, I am confident. I am strong. I know exactly who I am. I know what kind of shit I'm going to take and what I'm not. Right. But I also understand my role in the position that I'm in. And I feel like right. you could put on your psychologist hat. But this part, I feel like there isn't a place, a safe space in the company of Sisterin who understands what I say with just a look. You know what I mean? So right. that I can release right, right, right. some of, because people don't know. If you're not in the studio, you don't know what goes on in there. You don't know, you know, the politics of it. You don't know. There's still a lot of love in it too, but just coming out of it at the end of the day, and you're like, somebody pour me some tequila. Girl. And they say, oh, you only work four hours a day. Why are you stressed? And I'm like, you don't understand what goes on in those four hours. And it's first thing in the morning. So you hit in the face like first thing in the morning. It's like throwing cold water on you first thing in the morning. And you just have to still push through with this water dripping down and you're freezing. And you're just like, ah, just get me to 10 o'clock, please. Get me to 10 o'clock. Yes. So I think we do need a safe space. We do need some sisterhood, some, you know, just to say, hey, it's okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, oh, so-and-so says to you, but you know that you, that did, that's not what they really meant. You know, just wear like a loose garment as they told you when you were little, but it's like words really do hurt and they impact you. And, you know, and you're doing the best, like you might book the vice president on the show and then they tell you, oh, we got this when the Secret Service is around. You know, like, oh, we got this. And I'm like, I'm talking to the Secret Service. Don't discount my role. And it, you know, but it's like, you just, like you said, know your place. You work, you do a lot of praying and you say, hey, I could be doing this over here for this corporation that don't give a darn about me. Or I could be over here with these people who I feel like at the end of the day, if something truly went on with me, they, they got my back. back. They got you. They back. gonna fight yeah. for me, you know. Yeah, they, they got my back, so... So when it comes I, to like, like your, your personal life, though, how do you and you said it earlier, how people don't know that it's not just the four hours on the show. It is, you know, nights when you're researching. It's weekends when other people are kicking it and, and, and brunching and you are right. But there is still always a part in your head that is on the phone wondering what's trending. You know, who's talking about what? And I got to get these facts right. Right. So knowing that, wh where is the personal the personal got left a long time ago. I started in 08 with them and it's kind of like I was having so much fun learning and traveling because we went to Cabo, we went on Disney cruise. Like this is my first six months in the, in the job. We, we've gone to Paris, Hawaii and everywhere I go, I took a personal off with me. So I always call it on social media, a workation. I don't get the vacation part. I get the workation. I get tired and look stories while I'm looking at the ocean, but I'm definitely in that room working or I work by the beach or whatever. I get to go to dinners with them, but I'm sitting there like they're enjoying it. I'm like, okay, well, I got to go back and make sure this is done by, you know, four so I can have it ready for six. So you sleep when you can, you work when you can. And the personal gets left out of it because like you said, Sunday, I can't do brunch. I don't feel comfortable sitting at brunch Sunday. And I know I got four hours to make sure I have full. So it's like, right. and you can't have cocktail because it's like, girl, if I'm not sharp. So, you know, going to bed early, you know, weekends are tied up. The person just kind of got left behind the husband. I, didn't, I don't think I ever wanted kids, but I think I'm too selfish for that. I couldn't even keep my dogs. <laughs> girl, but, call it. <laughs> yeah. I'll to work though. When we lived in Chicago, my dog would go to work every day with me and he loved it. 
Oh my God. It's so funny you should say that because I, I honestly, and I'm so glad now that as a society, we're at a place now where women can say things that used to be taboo. Like, you know, I don't really know if I want to have kids. I'm not quite sure I want to get married. I don't really know. And for me, you know, I don't know if you know, but I, I got pregnant early. I got pregnant when I was like 15 years old. Right. And I think, I think oh, really? the universe and God was like, we're going to give you a baby. You're going to get it early. Cause we know how you yeah. are. You selfish. <laughs> and later on, there'll be no we time for that. I'm telling you, I believe had I not had my son when I was 15, I, I don't know that I would have kids and I'm adopted. And I've always said, I want to adopt children. And the struggle for me is knowing that I am highly selfish, even though I want to give back. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with that. Uh, uh, Dr. Monica, I'm dealing with that, right. In terms of, you know, how do I balance my desire to want to give to, because I believe too much given much required. How do I balance that with, you know, knowing I want to adopt, but I'm also selfish. And a lot of people, and I know you get this all the time. How come you're not married? How come you don't have any kids? Do you ever look back and think that the sacrifice wasn't worth it? Or, you know, when it comes to relationships, you know, you're in that high profile position and people want to be next to you and dudes want to rub up on you either to see what they can get or to see what they can get. That happened in Chicago. I definitely was dating an opportunist. Who, oh, yeah, shut up! I, I found out wrong. Girl, we went to Cayman Islands together. Work trips, of course. We went to Cayman Islands. I took him to, I did something for the Oscars to LA. Uh, he went to Disney Dreamers with me. And girl, I just didn't see it. I was like, oh, he likes me. <laughs> Give it all back. Uh, yeah. so, <laughs> that fizzled out. And then one day, sitting in Cayman Islands, we were sitting on the patio, and I was setting up the radio equipment because Harvey wanted to do the radio show outside the next day. So all guys sitting over talking, and I'm sitting on radio, setting up the radio equipment, and he's sitting there talking to Steve. He's like, "Yeah, he's he was divorced and has two kids." He was like, "Yeah, I don't think I ever want to do that again. I'll never get married again." So I'm just over there minding my business, and Steve Harvey yells, "Hey, Monica, you heard that? Your boyfriend he don't want to get married again." I'm like. Why would you say that to this man who thinks you're dysfunctional if you're 40 and single? Like, they really, he, he preaches that to me. Like, come on with you. You got to be married. Oh. <laughs> it's when so I hard to tell these older men, oh. everybody don't want that. Well, you know, it's so funny. Now, here's a, here's a little something to put in your hat. When I did, I did radio in New York at WBLS. Now, Ooh. I'm sure you know. <laughs> Steve was on BLS. I don't, and I'm so far from it now. I don't know if he is. Because you know how it is. When you get immersed in your world, you're just yeah, in the world. Yeah, we're still on BLS. So I did middays. And he did mornings. And so it was him, me, and then Wendy Williams. I did that for probably five years. When I tell you, this is like when it wasn't, he hadn't launched the show that long, right? When I tell you, I had to listen to him every day. Every day he come in the studio. Where we at? What we doing? And I'd be like, uh, what do you mean? He's like, so we you, know, you got a man? Yeah. And he would tell me these stories about how, well, listen, you gotta look at it like football. <laughs> it's like you gotta be ready to catch the ball when it comes to 
always an analogy every day. And he would tell me, this is why you're single. You can't have a, you can't have somebody here holding your place while you're waiting. You got to make sure it's the right one. Cause the one that you really need could be over there, but he sees somebody here. I'm like, okay, what, what, what? He, and it was like a thing for no, him. My favorite is, my favorite is you can't get a new car if you still got the old one in the driveway. <laughs> You can't move forward if you're looking in the rearview mirror. Girl, he got an analogy for everything. And you're right. It was almost like there must be something wrong if you're single. He was like, you know, you're way too attractive and you're super talented. And I was like, really, it's by choice because right now I'm really trying to do something with my career. And I know in order to be fair to my dude, I would have to you know, as they would say when we were kids, bring home the bacon, stir it up in a pan. You know, all that. I don't, all I wouldn't that. have time for that. Yeah. Uber Eats all day no. and then he'd be mad. Hey, get it yourself. Do your thing. I'll do mine. And I wouldn't mind paying for somebody from another state. Because <laughs> you got all your shoes. Where would he put his stuff? Where where would his stuff go? Exactly. In the garage. You're not moving no shoes around. We're not moving exactly. anything. Exactly. And you know what, to be honest, I don't know about you. I was going to say, I don't know about you, but, but I really have been thinking lately. I mean, if I do, it'll be like a Stedman Oprah situation where it's a great partnership and he live over there in the, Mm -hmm. in, in the back, in the hind quarters, (laughs) all this right here is mine. But I want my own bathroom, my own bedroom. I don't want to sleep with you. I don't want to, I mean, we can be in the middle somewhere like once a week. So let me ask you. So since we're talking about this, let me ask you this because I I I was uh, I do a podcast called and you'll appreciate this. Uh, Don't tell me to shut up. That's the name of my podcast, right? Ooh. Yes, get into it. So one of the things I was talking about was how this movement is afoot to um, dissect, to um, diagnose. Um, and to really just break apart black women and relationships, every podcast with these dudes who are supposed to be glorified, you know, relationship specialists, and they know all the ills of black women. And this is where we're going wrong. And I mean, and I know you see it because you, you have to research what, what do you think it's always been this way or has something other than social media caused men, specifically black men, to think that black women are the problem. Right. The, the black men now think they're the prize because it's so few, so few of them and so many of us that want them and they have too many options. And then we, being natural sisters, you know, they, my nephews even have told me they don't want the ones who add the hair, the lashes and all that. They just don't go to the ones who already have it. And they're securing themselves in their looks. And I'm like, well, it's not that black women are insecuring themselves in their looks. They just want to upgrade or, you know, look a little more polished or whatever. And they're just kind of sick of it. So they have the mentality that we are, I don't know if we're the problem. We're we're angry. We're um, hard to deal with. We're always insecure, accusatory, and oh, and, you know, always checking and, and, and snooping up behind them. But I'm like, you guys put that out there that you know you need to be snooped on you need we you need to be accused of some stuff so 
I just think, and, and then we have our women who just allow anything, the maintenance man, mm-hmm. come by, hit it, and quit it, and we'll see you when we see you. And then they, they you know, they don't stalk in their social media and stuff. I'm fine for any of that in today's, <laughs> you know. Let me tell you, the biggest argument that I have with DL all the time is, you know, uh, women are are somehow... I'm not going to say he thinks that we are underneath men because he does not think that. But he, it seems like every conversation that we have, he and I are always at odds because he thinks women think a particular way. And I'm like, but I'm a woman. Let me tell you how Let I think as a woman. You don't have to guess at it. It's, it's, it's no secret. Just ask me. I'll tell you. And I tell him all the time. I'm not going to snoop after a dude. I'm not going to fight with a dude's chick. I'm not I'm not doing any of that. If it's not bringing me joy, if I, I, I if it ha- if I have to sit up and think about it already dismissed. Cuz to me life is hard already as it is, right? I have so many other things to be concerned about. That I promise you, I'm not in the room crying over a dude. I'm not going to try to make him act right. I'm not going to try to make him come home. If you don't want to come home, don't. I'm going to lock up and make sure I'm safe. There's too much out there. What? People getting killed and putting the garbage bag in the basement. Nobody had time for these. Girl, you (laughs) better tell it. These dudes are crazy. Let me tell you, I, I considered very briefly online dating, not because I was desperate, but because I felt I'm so busy. I don't have time to go to all the, you know, listen, people go to all these parties. I, first of all, I rarely get invited. It doesn't bother me, you know, because I'm like, I'm and, and, and that bothers me, though. I don't want to go, but I'm, I want to be invited. I don't want to go. <laughs> now, some of them, I'm not going to lie. I do kind of get in my feelings like, so let me get this straight. You guys are having a whole symposium about, you know, black women in radio. And I'm like, OK, well, it ain't that many black women who do it where we are. How'd you get how'd you leave me off the list? I don't understand. But OK, nationally so, syndicated host. I don't, I don't know, you know, but I figure, you know, it's that click that you talked about earlier. So I was like, yeah, it is what it is. So I briefly decided. Why don't you invite the people that play your music? <laughs> I'm just saying. Boom, 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 boom. Girl, you speaking facts on here. But I, I considered online dating. I put up a profile, did not put up a picture. And when I tell you the universe showed me a story the next day, said, see, this is why. The next day, not even kidding, I saw a story, and I know you saw it, where a man went on a date with a woman he found on, on one of these dating sites, took her to a baseball game, chopped that chick up like chicken, and put her in her own garbage can in the front yard. That day, I was like, dink, 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 delete. I'm done. Delete. Mm-hmm. Can't do it. Yeah, there was one where they chopped the lady up and put it in a freezer. You know the ice machines, like in front of the store where you get the bad ice. It was during the pandemic. He put her in one of those and then put the the uh, lock back on it. So <laughs> too much. He put a little padlock on it. And she was just sitting there at the store, and they said, "Well, the ice machine has been out for some time." So. And she stayed there a few months. I was like, that's Alrighty. terrible. Didn't make yes. national coverage, but it happened. It happened. Yeah, we but we find sad. those stories, right? We see those stories like on page six mm-hmm. and seven and eight that other people don't exactly. know about. I find the craziest yeah. stuff. I actually started doing this little segment on social media called uh, "I Thought You Need to Know" because it's all these random stories that I know I can't talk about on the show because 
you know, listen, you're with a king of comedy. You already know where that would go. We FCC would be like, yeah. <laughs> but all these and, crazy and stories that to, I see. That's true. And then it'll be your fault if you put it out there and he says some crazy, well, you shouldn't tell me. You shouldn't Didn't tell me. Yep. That's what? it. That is so crazy. What do you, let me ask you this. What, what is your, what is your greatest joy in life right now? What's your greatest joy? What makes you smile to your face hurts? My greatest joy is to be, my nephews are grown. Um, one's married, other one's at Fordham. And just spending time with them, seeing them, they're growing up. And I have niece that's grown up now. My nephew just got his driver's license, another nephew. And then my mother is 82. So I just, that is the funniest thing to me to, to parent her now. And she's like, you are not the mom. And I'm like, well, you're not going to do that. And she's like, you better sit down because I raised you. And I'm like, well, I'm raising you now. So that's my biggest joy, though. To now let me change the diaper. Daylights out. Exactly. I irritate the daylights out of her. She called me today and was like, you don't have to um, check on me. Because I told her last night, good night, da 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 the alarm off. She's like, look, let me tell you something. I'm the mom. I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> so and when you get through, that makes me go to bed. I just yeah. love it. Yeah, to I think still that have is her. So she's eighty two, still driving. So what a fine. blessing. What a blessing. I'm so happy for you. And like I said, I, I I wanted to just talk to people that I felt are interesting and and not that other people aren't, but people that like I want you to know that I see you, I see what you're doing. I know the difficulties of what you're doing. So if you ever feel like I stated earlier, like you're on an island by yourself. Just know that you're not. I'm just on the other side of that island. <laughs> you're, on the west, you're on the West Coast Island. I'm on the North Island. <laughs> exactly. But we out Southeast, there. Southeast. And yeah. I wanted to make sure that you knew that I know what you do is no easy feat. I know without, oh my God, a shadow of a doubt how hard it is to be a little video something. And have a whole lot to manage and wrangle. And and for me, that's what, you know, not just National Women's Month is about. It really ought to be all the time. Like I said earlier, I don't feel like we give each other enough love, enough support, knowing that we're going through maybe in a different you know, lane, but we're all going through as, as women and especially black women, the same thing. And I, I, I didn't want anybody to feel like, you know, you were not noticed. And so you were on my list. I was like, I got to talk to Monica. I know she don't know me. <laughs> we don't know each other, but I want to talk to her. Because I appreciate Jasmine and I see you too. And I pray for you, you know, um, the L was in Abu Dhabi and I was like, I'm praying for Jasmine. I saw him at the white house. I'm praying for Jasmine, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's very rare though that you see other black women in the field and they acknowledge you and they'll say, Oh, I see you got this or that. And I'm like, so you saw it on social media, but you didn't like it. You follow me, but you look at my stuff and you don't give flowers when flowers are due. And I'm just that kind of chick. Like I'm happy for you. I'm rooting for everyone to win. And it's so rare. Like even in our circle, it's like, we're all at each other and I'm not at anybody. There's a place for us all. And hey, do you and shine and I'm right there to keep your light going. You know, I'll help you adjust your crown. And that's so, that's what this is. I just hate that's that so many of us. Yeah, and that and that's what I felt. I felt like I've been doing this, girl, I've been doing this for thirty years. 
30 years I've been doing radio, probably a little bit longer than that. And the one thing I will say, I'm not ashamed to say it, I'll say it loud and anybody who wants to come at me, I'm ready for you, right? I I know for a fact that a lot of the sisterhood that they, that they uh, purport on social media that exists in this business is false. And, I, and, mm-hmm. and let me say this too. I understand that the, the, the seats here are few. And so everybody is always afraid to be replaced. One of the lessons I learned early on is don't let anybody on your microphone. Don't you take days off because yeah. somebody else will be in your seat yeah. and they're funnier. They, they take jokes a little easier. They don't get in their feelings or, you know, they're not as outspoken. They laugh at everything and you don't, you know what I mean? Like it's all of that. And so, you know, I, I just decided a long time ago, I'm going to support. I'm going to help. I'm going to make sure I say it when I see it. And I have been true to that from the moment I said it. And I was so happy. I just decided, like I said, when 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 this month rolled around, I said, you know what, rather than waiting until I see these people in person, I'm going to just start telling them. I follow you on social media. I like every damn thing you do. You be it somewhere with your dog. I'm like, like, <laughs> you show your views, like, I like everything because I don't think we do it enough. And I just, um, let's, to speak on that, just met Paige Turner online. I love her. And she said, oh, Jasmine's my girl. Love her. And you know how we so met? I, you know, On social media. How? Social, social media. media. That page is just a very good, positive sister, like always supporting. So when I saw her, I was like, oh, Rock the Block is coming up. Paige is going to be on. And she was a, a judge lash. I want to focus on Paige. And I want to fix my flip to me because she is, if you think about it, she's the only black person on the network. Well, maybe the only black woman on there to have her own show. Like everybody else is partnered with somebody. They're husbands and wives. Paige is doing the damn thing. She's direct and not angry black woman direct. She's good at what she does. And she's confident. Like you said, you can be confident. We are not allowed as black women to be confident without being too assertive or bossy. She is a boss and she owns that shit. So I was like, you got to be on the show. So, you know, from there on, our friendship has grown. And it's like, you meet the best people on social media. You do. And they're so true. And it's, it's, it's amazing. And then it'd be people you've known 30 years and they don't support you. So ain't that the truth? Let me tell you something, uh, Mississippi Monica. I am a true supporter of yours. If you ever need anything from me, I don't care what it is. It could be anything. All you got to do is call. All you got to do is whatever it is, just holler over like, yo, I got to go. My girl need me. <laughs> she needs me. I always got your back. Know that. Keep, keep, keep smiling. Keep shining, honey. Keep that head up and keep being the boss that you are. Likewise, Jasmine. I love it. Love oh, you and you I love so everything about you. And I'm, I got to sit next social media doors when you mess with people down the street. <laughs> Crazy. So funny to me. Thank you. I really and appreciate it. What you doing with your ladder? You still got your ladder? Girl, I, let me tell you something. I saw you with that ladder. I said, oop. And I went straight to Ace. Think I didn't and <laughs> bought me a ladder. Put it in my garage and now I go get it. Every time I need something. Oh, this light looks like it. I'm going to get another one. I got a ladder. Let me tell you. Get my ladder. Get my well, ladder. this was fun, Jasmine. I really appreciate you for um, inviting me. Of course. That goes without saying. You know I got you. <laughs> <laughs>